Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents Show. I'm your host, Carol Topp from homeschoolcpa.com, back with another Throwback Thursday episode of questions that I've been asked in the past. I've been uh, podcasting for about four or five years, but my blog at Homeschool CPA has been answering questions from homeschool leaders for uh, 10 years, I think. Maybe going on 11. Oh, my goodness. So here's a question that uh, comes up, and it is... Asked by homeschool leaders, what is unrelated business income? Or sometimes it goes by its acronym UBIT, U-B-I-T. And that's what we're going to talk about today and what this might mean for your homeschool organization. So the first time you might run into this word unrelated business income is when a homeschool group might be applying for 501c3 tax exempt status with the IRS. Especially if you're a small organization, less than $50,000 a year in gross revenues, and you're using the IRS 1023-EZ form, which is a, a form the IRS introduced a few years ago in 2014 that makes it a whole lot easier to get tax-exempt status than it used to. Whew. Now, i got to tell you, I love this form because I've filled out the long 1023 too many times, and I'm still doing it for some larger homeschool groups. But, but there are questions on this 1023-EZ form that may stump you. And this one, what is unrelated business income? That's what I'm going to talk about today. Okay. Unrelated business income is income that you receive from an activity that is unrelated to your exempt purpose. That's what the Irish calls it. Okay, is that gobbledygook to you? Probably. Okay, so income, meaning money that your group brings in, but it's not got to do with why you are applying for or why you would be granted tax-exempt status as a 501c3. And the reason your group is probably being granted tax-exempt status is because you have an educational purpose, probably delivering education, educational activities to homeschools families and students so that's your purpose so if you bring in money from any other source that's not related to educating the students you have unrelated business income okay for example here are some things some ways that your group might be bringing in money but it's um, unrelated to your exempt purpose okay like do you sell t-shirts not related to education. Do you sell candy bars or candles or pizza coupons? How about those entertainment books that were popular as fundraisers? Basically, almost any kind of fundraiser is not related to your exempt purpose, which is educating those homeschool students. Okay. But here's some others that might catch you by surprise. How about ads? Do you have ads on your website? I was just looking at a homeschool group today. They have ads on their website. I don't know if it's bringing in a lot of revenue, but nevertheless, advertising for other organizations is not part of your, quote, exempt purpose, not part of your primary mission that the IRS has granted you tax-exempt status for. Or how about ads in your yearbook? Ooh, yeah, I had a yearbook uh, class I ran when my kids were being homeschooled, and we did. We did accept ad income. Oh, dear. That income is not related to our purpose of being educational. Sure, the yearbook class was, 
but not the ad revenue okay so separate that in your head the money coming in was for advertising it was not related to our exempt purpose so our my homeschool co-op had unrelated business income and the irs says you're given tax exempt status for doing some organ some activity limited activity educational in our case educational activities so if you get money from doing fundraisers we want to tax that <laughs> oh no okay and and the reason they want to tax that is because basically the irs does not want you to be in competition with uh folks that are paying taxes okay so like the the most classic example of uh unrelated business income is the gift shop in a hospital a nonprofit hospital uh, might have a gift shop now the nonprofit's hospital's purpose is to care for it's charitable it's to care for a class of people you know the sick and the elderly that's their purpose charitable purpose running a gift shop not so much <laughs> selling flowers selling cards um you know whatever gift shops sell nowadays books um it's got really nothing to do with the hospital's purpose so the hospital gift shop is actually like a little tiny business it's a taxable business that the irs taxes and that hospital probably pays tax on any profit that that gift shop makes did you know that i bet they do um and this is this happens to churches too they might get into renting space and that might be not at all related to their exempt purpose their religious purpose and so they have to pay taxes on on money that they bring in that's not related to being a church and its religious purpose oh dear are you worried are you worried like oh no we've been doing fundraisers we've been doing lots of stuff that isn't related to our educational purpose do we owe taxes to the irs on that well yes you might okay but before you panic too much let me tell you that fortunately the irs has some ex exceptions to unrelated business okay i'm going to cover four there might be a few more but these four cover just about everything that you might run into or probably one of these four might apply to your homeschool group okay and therefore if one of these exceptions applies that means you don't have unrelated business income or you don't have the tax to pay Whew. okay the so first the first exception is a thousand dollar threshold meaning if your unrelated business brings in less than a thousand dollars in a year chew don't worry about paying the unrelated business income tax okay so that's probably true of a lot of groups your fundraiser brings in less than a thousand or your unrelated business whatever it might be selling ads or whatever okay fine yay um, and by the way that is total of all your fundraisers not per fundraiser or per you know income source that's not related that's total in the year so it's you know a thousand dollars yeah this but to some of you guys that's a pretty small amount <laughs> okay so maybe the second exception the irs has might work for you and that is if this unrelated business activity this fundraiser if you will is conducted primarily or substantially by volunteers then the irs says well don't worry we won't consider that business income because volunteers don't work for businesses okay so in other words that volunteer exception could get a lot of you out of worrying about this activity being unrelated 
Okay. So for example, in my homeschool co-op, yes, we sold ads in our yearbook to help defray some of the cost of printing up this yearbook, but the efforts were all done by volunteers, volunteer parents, volunteer teachers who went and solicited and got ads that we put in the yearbook. Whew, that might help you guys. All right. The, because it's done primarily or substantially by volunteers. The third exception the IRS has to paying this unrelated business income tax is if the activity is not regularly carried on. Therefore, it's not quite a business or a trade. The IRS likes to use the word trade or business because you're only doing it once a year, once or twice a year or something like that. So, for example, a church um, in the uh, nearby town has a once a year spaghetti dinner and my husband and I well when we ate carbs <laughs> we don't do that much anymore we would go get a spaghetti dinner from this church's fundraiser right well they only have the spaghetti dinner once maybe twice a year even the fish fries that sometimes um, churches do that they're not regularly carrying it on they're not regularly in the business of of having a restaurant therefore and competing with tax paying businesses so that might help for you if you're only doing something once a year twice a year not regularly carried on you may not be guilty of having an unrelated business and therefore not have to pay the unrelated business income tax the last one is if you are selling donated items. So, you know, like a Goodwill or there's some, um, you know, a charitable type shops in here where I live and they get donated items and resell them. That might be what you guys do at like a used curriculum sale or something like that. If people want to donate items and you resell them, um, that might be related to education. First of all, you know, uh, curriculum sales. But you can think of like the Goodwill stores and things like that. They resell donated items items and the IRS has determined that that is not a business activity, a trade or business activity because the items were donated. So Goodwill doesn't have to worry about paying uh, income tax on the sale of those products, the profit, if you will. Okay. So um, those are the four exceptions. Does one of them apply to your group? Either the thousand dollar threshold, your uh, unrelated business, what I'm loosely calling your fundraiser brings in less than a thousand dollars a year that's the total that's not the profit that's the income you brought in okay be careful of that or your fundraisers unrelated business activities are done primarily by volunteers that's the second exception third one it, your act your unrelated business activities not regularly carried on or you're selling donated items so that may be enough. I hope that explains to you what unrelated business income is. And if you're worried that you actually have some unrelated business income, and some groups do, you know, some groups are getting large enough that they're hiring staff and or employees, and the employees are doing some fundraising efforts or they're, they're paying employees to work on commission to find advertising for them. I know some very large groups, but, but they're doing that. You may have unrelated business income and you may have to pay tax on the profit and you'll have to hire someone who knows what they're doing someone like a cpa or, or a professional like me to fill out the tax forms for you at the end of the year now you may decide that well that's okay because even after we pay the tax the the fundraiser is so successful we're going to keep doing it and that's okay the IRS just wants their 
you know, their pound of flesh, their fair share of the taxes, because you're only tax exempt for your particular activities that you applied for, not for everything that you ever do forevermore. Keep that in mind. You may have more questions about conducting fundraisers. Um, I have a book called Money Management in a Homeschool Organization, and I devote a whole chapter to fundraisers. I give you ideas of easy fundraisers. I talk more about this UBIT. I talk about just some things you need to be aware of when you're running fundraisers. I talk about please don't share your fundraiser proceeds with the families who work the fundraiser. That's called having individual fundraising accounts. That's prohibited by the IRS because the money belongs to your organization, not to the individuals who worked at it. Um, So you can learn more uh, over at homeschoolcpa.com and find my book, Money Management in a Homeschool Organization and help you run your homeschool organization successfully. Stay out of trouble with the IRS. (laughs) Um, I hope this has been helpful. Please feel free to share this with your board and share it around with other homeschool leaders that you know are running fundraisers and they just need to be uh, aware of this unrelated business income and make sure that they fit one of the exceptions. Um, so that we don't get homeschool groups in trouble with the IRS. That's my goal. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.